You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean, I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to this week's live Prepare Like a Pro Friday show. Here, I'll be discussing this week's key topic all about how to launch a successful online coaching business in only 30 days. So if you're a strength and conditioning coach or a personal trainer, make sure to stick around as this episode is for you. And for all our footballers out there listening in, this week's power tip is how to add inches to your vertical jump. So make sure to stick around to the end to hear some of my best tips on improving your explosiveness. If you're new to the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode by hitting the notifications button and let's get into today's episode. We have our Tuesday podcast will be with Mike Crichton, the founder of Team MFP. I'm actually interviewing him for those listening in live. I'm interviewing him tonight at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. That's Friday night. So if you're a strength and conditioning coach, um, specifically working in athlete development, particularly in professional sport or private sector, where Mike uh, has expertise in both of these areas, make sure to tune into tonight's episode and feel free to use the chat box to send in your questions for Mike. The All our live Prepare Like a Pro Live chat shows are hosted on our YouTube channel. However, you can watch it on our socials on Facebook, LinkedIn, and wherever you are on our socials. Our Wednesday Get Better plan is about the three biggest mistakes footballers make um, when it comes to improving your running efficiency. So from a running technique point of view, I'm going to be discussing how you can improve your running economy on our Get Better plan, which we release every Wednesday on the podcast. Our Friday bite-sized episode will be with Geordie Seller, the high-performance manager of the Adelaide Crows. This is a bite-sized episode from our most recent live collaborative event where Geordie discussed the uh, dynamics of running a semi-professional part-time program, so how important it is to be um, well-prepared in your scheduling uh, and the constraints that can um, be in place when you're um, trying to manage a high-performance program in a part-time capacity. So for all the coaches out there working, whether it may be NAB League, uh, VFL, community-level football, uh, AFLW, VFLW, whatever it might be that's a semi-professional um, situation, then definitely tune into Geordie's episode, which we release on Friday. 
our live collaborative event will be at this stage. It's to be confirmed, but at the moment I'm trying to get some AFLW athletes to come on the show on Friday. That will be on where are we week's time, so the 20th of May, and we'll be discussing all things uh, what it takes to be an AFLW player, but also um, some key areas um, that AFLW athletes are focusing on currently being in their off-season, uh, to have a successful off-season, to transition into their pre-season mode. Um, so if you're a developing athlete and you're looking to improve your um, off-season, pre-season preparation, definitely tune in to our YouTube channel next Friday at 1 p.m. Now let's get into today's key topics. As I discussed, it's all about how to launch a successful online coaching business in less than 30 days. So I've got five simple tips that coaches can follow, and I've followed all five of these tips with Prepare Like a Pro, which we started a couple of years ago. So first tip is to have a target audience. So who do you enjoy working with and um, what do they desire um, to achieve? What are some needs that they need to um, work towards? Uh, do you have a skill set that can help those desires uh, and needs? And if, if you do, then that's a good target audience. So have a, have a really good think about who do you want to work with. Maybe you have a current client base. Who are the clients that you particularly love to help with their goals? And then you can break it down onto what are their desires and their needs and do your skill sets um, f- help serve those roles and those uh, desires. Second step is to create a business name and claim all the social and searchable platforms. For example, Instagram, Facebook page, uh, Google My Business, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, you get the idea. So think of a business name that's catchy, uh, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. Uh, don't spend too much time on this second step, but it should be something that resonates with you. It speaks to what you're offering. Uh, it's ideally um, searchable, so it's got some uh, searchable words that are um, connected to your industry. So like Prepare Like a Pro, that speaks to what we do because we we help footballers with their physical preparation. So there's a connection there that makes sense. So but at the same time, there's a lot of big companies out there like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Google, um, that the, the name doesn't necessarily bring to mind what they are. They've created that through their own branding. So that's why I wouldn't recommend spending too much time um, pondering on a perfect name. Think of something that um, fits your industry and, um, and go off your gut and, and start just talking to it with a few friends and colleagues and see what sticks. Third step um, create a business model. You want to try and have an idea of are you going to be a low ticket price uh, offering? So therefore, you're going to need high volume to be able to um, financially have a viable business. So you're going to go low ticket, high volume. Are you going to have a middle ticket um, price, or are you going to be more your high ticket and low volume? So thinking about what type of business model that you want to um, create. Is it going to be uh, online? Is it going to be face-to-face, small group, one-on-one, or large groups? So thinking of the, how do you work best um, with your clients uh, and, and typically working out what your price structure looks like. And that should um, feed quite nicely to once you've created your target audience and you've got an idea of their typical age, what their likes and dislikes are, 
um, then you'll have an idea of how to be able to create a business model that, that serves them and is suitable. Fourth step, create a marketing strategy. So work out your uh, competitive advantage compared to the rest of the market. So that might be your coaching background. It could be you have a skill set like in marketing or videography. Um, so what's an area that you can stand out compared to the rest of the market? So research your competitors in the industry. What are they doing well? And then potentially where is there a gap in the market? And that might hopefully suit a asset that you have uh, or a skill set that you have. Or if you don't, then start researching some courses to better yourself in that area so you can stand out and um, have success more um, at a rapid rate. So things like, uh, are you going to be a writer? So is that a, an area that you um, love doing and, and comes naturally to you? Or are you more um, a podcaster, so creating audio content, or perhaps you're really good in front of camera, so creating some video short-form, long-form uh, video content. So typically you'll have one out of those three that um, is more favorable to your skill sets and is more natural to you. And that would be the one I'd advise you to buckle down on and focus most of your energy on one of those three. And then once you've got to a certain point, then um, it doesn't hurt to have a venture out and have another, another add another string to your bow. Maybe you, you start with blog posts and then you go into a podcast, for example, once the blog post is um, up and running and, and successful. And then to round out the five tips, the fifth step is to get the word out there. So connect with advocates and influencers in your industry, those that you already have a strong relationship with, you might um, catch up over coffee or over a Zoom and discuss your ideas and, and your offering for your target audience and whether you guys can help each other out. So is there a, um, an opportunity for, for businesses, like-minded businesses to help each other out? And that way you're helping their business uh, and helping them succeed. And no doubt by um, intending on doing that and helping others, that should start to pay dividends for yourself uh, and your business down the track. Uh, it might not be immediate, but it's a good place to just start and then you never know where those um, actions can lead to. So there are my five steps just to round it up. Target audience, make sure you get that and, and really um, niche, have a strong idea of who your target audience is and find your niche. Second step is create a business name that's catchy, but don't spend too much time trying to perfect it. Third step, um, make sure that you've got a business model um, that is consistent in terms of your price that you're offering and uh, how you get, what services you're going to offer. Uh, it might be a mix of online and face-to-face, -face, but have an idea of um, how you're going to price structure that. F fourth step is to create a marketing strategy that works with your uh, skill set. And then fifth step is to get the word out there, start connecting with um, like-minded practitioners and, and your networks. This may seem like a lot of work and it, and it sure is. Um, it's really important to break these tasks down into tangible goals that you can do each day over weeks, over months. It's amazing how much we can achieve in a month's time, um, but don't overwhelm yourself trying to do it all in one day. So break it down into small tangible steps. And if you uh, are interested in having some guidance and a, and a roadmap, we are currently um, for, to the release our academy on the 1st of July leading up to that month, so in the month of June, for all the coaches on our wait list, and we still have 40 spots more available. So the 100 that make our wait list, we're going to have a special 30-day challenge on exactly this, so how to launch a successful online business. It's going to take you from um, step one all the way through to um, launching your own successful business uh, so that's a step-by-step -step process and every day you'll have some tasks 
that you'll need to complete and that will come through our email list. So if you're interested to not only join our membership, but also to get a free course, uh, coaching course on how to on, uh, release an online coaching business like Prepare Like a Pro, then join myself and the rest of the those on the wait list, the rest of the coaches. Join our community by heading over to preparelikeaproacademy.com.au. This week's uh, review is from Kane Irvin. He wrote, find this podcast really helpful as a junior football player, gives a spectacular insight into AFL and standards surrounding that. Looking forward to tuning in more of these amazing episodes. Thank you so much, Kane, for the kind words. Really appreciate you um, writing those, writing down why the podcast and how the podcast has helped you. It definitely helps me in making sure we're getting a lot of good and quality AFL content out there to help the footballers that are tuning in. If you are someone who has listened to our podcast for a few weeks now and you're enjoying the episodes, like Kane, it would be um, a massive help if you could write a podcast review anywhere in any directory that you're writing a review these days. Even Spotify allows you to um, rate the episode. And if you could provide some details on what you're enjoying about the episode, not only um, does it um, give us some positive feedback, but also it gives us some constructive feedback on what type of episodes you guys are enjoying as being our listeners. Okay, I'm going to tune in to Instagram now to answer the few questions that have been sent through. G'day, Instagram world. This week's live Q&A will be diving straight into the questions. The first one is from Josh via direct message on Instagram. How do I become a performance coach? I'm currently a personal trainer. Great question, Josh, and this is something I actually asked when I spent one day down at North Melbourne football club and I was asking the Australian industry coaches what does it take to come become go from a personal trainer to a performance coach and their advice was really sound and, and it's the same advice I'll give yourself Josh so firstly you've got your certificate three and four in personal training so to become a performance coach or also known as a strength conditioning coach and working with athletes you need to at, as a minimum get your bachelor's of exercise science so that would be a great start and then from there you might go on to get your master's in a, in a specific area like sports psychology or exercise physiology or sports science or high performance, whatever it might be. So, yeah, the fundamentals would be that bachelor's degree and then um, then you qualified to be a strength and conditioning coach. You might also look at doing the ASCA level uh, intro to ASCA and they've got their level one, two and three. Um, I just recently finished my level three and absolutely love all three of the levels that ASCA provide not only do you network with the um, with like-minded practitioners that are working in a range of different sports all around the world, but you also have some great modules to be able to um, learn and also present to and, and have some great feedback from coaches that um, have got a lot of experience. So definitely recommend the ASCA um, certifications and that would be the main two areas in terms of qualifications. Once you're qualified, so you, while you're completing your bachelor's degree or you're doing your ASCA level one or two, then you want to start applying your trade, applying your practice. So that's where you want to reach out to local sporting clubs, depending on what sport you want to work into, and then um, work your way up into maybe a NAB league or a semi-professional environment so you're learning off um, practitioners that are passionate like yourself. So that would be some great places to start. If you've got any follow-up questions, Josh, um, hopefully – the information I provided helps, but if you have any follow-up questions, feel free to reach out over Instagram or wherever you are on your socials. Next one's from Alyssa. 
I find I'm very fatigued post-game. Is there any ways I can boost my recovery? Great question, Alyssa. There, there definitely is. I reckon at this time of year um, where football is roughly six to, to eight weeks into the season, there can be an accumulation of load. So making sure you're getting your recovery. Recovery starts as soon as the game's finished. So you want to try to wind down um, from a uh, mental point of view. So anything that helps you relax um, might be a um, hot shower, could be doing lying on your back and, and letting your legs um, rest on the wall, some static stretching, some light movement like yoga-based movement. Um, some foam rolling or getting a flush massage if there's some trainers uh, at your football club, anything that to, just to help promote blood flow but also is not just um, mentally relaxing but is also getting your body moving in a restorative state is really, really important post-game. And that will help you um, digest the game because your arousal levels will be at an all-time peak or they should be at, at game time. So we want to make sure we start to wind down to, to help you sleep that night. Uh, other practices you can do is get to a pool and do some walkthroughs and some stretches and some movements through the pool, which just takes a load off the body. And the water is also good for promoting blood flow. Um, so there's some some methods that you can do. But the key from a mindset point of view is your recovery should definitely um, switch into gear as soon as the game has finished. G'day, Geordie. Thanks, mate. Give that a little like. If, you, if anyone that's tuning in, feel free to send in your questions. That and um, Alyssa, that's the, that's your early stage recovery. And then as the week goes, if you're um, if it was a pretty competitive game, uh, really physical, maybe it was wet weather, footy, small ground, and there was lots of um, bumps and bruises and heavy tackles. So the information is high in terms of that physicality then I would recommend a cold water immersion, so ice bath, to help reduce that inflammation. And then that would be early stage. So that might be the day after the game you go to the beach, let's say. And then two days post, so on your Monday, if you played on Saturday, that's where hopefully the swelling is now down. Um, we might want to try and um, promote some more blood flow and and help some quality, uh, quality sleep. So, so that's where um, you might look towards heat, so sauna or steam room to um, relax your nervous system, get you into that parasitic, parasympathetic state and promote blood flow throughout the body. Obviously, make sure you're well hydrated while you're, you're doing that, obviously, because your sweat rate will be higher. So make sure you're having your salts and you're, you're drinking plenty of water when you're in the steam room. But going in there for anywhere for 10 to 20 minutes, you might break it up with five-minute blocks. And hopefully, that should help you get a good night's sleep, which is number one for recovery while also promoting some good blood flow and, and keeping you relaxed. So that would be the key. And then Tuesday from there, if that's your first session of the week, um, focus mainly on your football fundamentals. Um, you might do some low-level strides um, to get the legs moving, but the intensity should be um, lower than it is on your main session of the week, which would be on Thursday. That's where you want to start to now focus on preparation and prime yourself for the game. So early in the week for a footballer, typically get your recovery right, try out some different methods, think about the game that was played and, and use different methods on, on what was applicable to that game and, and the load that was on that game. And then that should influence your decisions in terms of your recovery. But ultimately, you, you would have heard me mention sleep a few times. That's where you're going to get your biggest bang for buck. If you can bang for buck, if you can improve your quality of sleep, you're going to get a lot of return on your effort. 
Next question, uh, this is our last one, is from Charlie. I listened to one of your previous episodes talking about GPS and how helpful it can be. I've now bought a catapult unit. Oh, well done, Charlie. Awesome to hear. And wondering how far I should be running per week leading up to a game and what are some other metrics that are important for football. Uh, yeah, great questions, Charlie. Uh, awesome to hear that, yeah, you've invested in your game by buying a GPS unit. The key metrics that I like to look at and that are quite reliable from a research point of view would be your total distance. So that includes walking, jogging, running, sprinting, everything that you do on the football field from a um, legs point of view. Then you've got your um, high-speed running, which is typically 20Ks per hour or 19 point eight k's per hour um or 5.5 meters per second then you've got your sprint distance which is 25.5 k's per hour around seven meters per second so they're your three key um bands that we want to look at total distance let's say for your football game you got 10 k's and then your high speed running was a thousand meters and then your sprint distance was a hundred meters and they're the big three that we want to look at You'll have player load, accelerations, decelerations, uh, and a whole host of, of other metrics. Um, I wouldn't get carried away at looking at all those. Um, there's not a lot of strong research on, on those metrics, but the ones that we can rely on and we, we can um, use to inform our decisions uh, in terms of load management but also preparing you for your game is the total distance, high-speed running, and the sprint distance. So they're the big three. Um, in terms of what you should be covering for the game, that will really depend on what a normal week is for you. So now that you've got this GPS, you can use this to have a look at what a typical week is from an objective point of view. So what are you getting from your game? What are you getting from your two football sessions? Um, and then you'll be able to work out um, what a typical week is. So you want probably at least four weeks of, of data uh, of those three before you can make some decisions on what a normal week is. But typically the game should be about 50 to 60% of your weekly load. So if you did 10K um, of total distance on the Saturday, I'd imagine you're doing about 4K on Tuesday and about 6K on Thursday. Uh, and that way we're recovering well early in the week and then you're um, preparing yourself for performance well later on in the week uh, and you're not overloading yourself. So more isn't necessarily better in season. It's all about um, making sure we're ticking our boxes from a recovery preparation point of view and then getting enough work in to keep us fit throughout the long competitive season. Um, another thing to look at uh, that I should mention as well is work out what your max velocity is. So once you've um, you've got a few data points and you should be able to have a max velocity, so that would be the fastest that you've run since wearing the GPS unit and that might be 30 k's per hour or 9 metres per second and then from there if you can try and get exposed to that on a weekly basis, um, above 90% of your max velocity, then that's going to put you in good stead and, and not only will that um, protect your hamstrings from um, potential risk of injury, but also it's good for your long-term athlete development by getting um, sprinting in your weekly um, preparation and also on your games. So they're the big big ones, uh, Charlie. Hopefully um, that information helped. That's it for this week's live Q&A. Our power tick Tower Power Tip Footballers this week, which we provide one every Friday, will be how to improve and increase inches on your vertical jump. So firstly, we need to be able to produce more force in the vertical vector, so straight into the ground to be able to um, allow our body to move 
more distance up towards the air, up near vert, in the vertical plane. So um, developing stronger legs is obviously um, really helpful for this task. So think exercises like uh, heavy squats and heavy deadlifts where you're having to produce a lot of force and push uh, a lot of force into the ground. So that's really specific to improving uh, your ceiling in terms of maximum maximum force. So li- at least lifting heavy once a week. That means low reps, loss of lots of rest period, and over a period of weeks, you should be lifting a little bit heavier each week. Um, that's really, really important. Those movements should be quite slow because there's a lot of weight involved with those heavy lifts. Then on the other end of the spectrum, we've got your velocity-based work. So we want to produce force at a rapid rate. So this is where we, we do things like plyometrics, which is box jumps, barbell squat jumps, or dumbbell squat jumps, um, and any of your variations of, of those two. So we're jumping in that specific plane, which is vertical, and we're trying to produce a high amount of force as fast as possible. So that's where your intent is to move as fast as possible every rep. And that's really, really important. So we're getting your strength in with the heavy lifting, and then we're getting our power in with the, with the plyometrics. And then the third tip is to, um, to improve our relative power we want to make sure that our body mass is lean. So if you're carrying a little bit of excess body fat percentage, then we want to try and drop that body fat. Um, and what we measure, we improve. So either getting a DEXA scan or seeing a practitioner that has medical-grade skin calipers like myself to measure what your skin folds are and what are some areas that you need to do to, from a nutrition perspective to be able to reduce or, or conditioning and, and training perspective you need to do to try and um, have an optimal body composition for power production. So that's the three, uh, get stronger, be able to produce more force at a rapid rate, and then body composition. Hopefully that helped, guys. Uh, typically, footballers can do a little bit too much and spend too much time and energy in hypertrophy, bodybuilding-type training, although this will get you aesthetic results. Uh, it is not going to uh, move the needle in terms of your explosiveness. So um, just be mindful of that. If you do want to get more powerful, you need to train um, that way. Uh, training. Um, Slow, uh, uh, slow, high rep, low weight exercises um, won't necessarily or won't help that um, demand. So making sure that you're training specific and you've got a structure and a, and a coach helping you is really, really important. If you are looking to execute those exercises and you need some help, check out our Power Playlist. Um, it's called Power Playlist in on our YouTube channel and we've got exercises and demos uh, and that's obviously free. It's, on, it's living on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out. And then if you want to train at our high-performance program, which has these exercises in it on Team Builder, you can start today a two-week free trial by heading over to our website, preparelikeapro.com, and head over to the free program page. The link will be in the show notes. Thank you, guys. We have seven more weeks until we, our academy is free. We've got an, a membership for footballers where all our football high-performance content will live in the membership, and we have a academy for coaches where all our coaching specific content um, will live in the membership so there's 40 spots left to join the wait list all you need to do is head over to prepare like a pro academy.com.au enter in your name and an email address and you will be on our email list where you'll receive that 30-day challenge that i talked about a little bit earlier there's one for footballers where you'll be taking your game from amateur to a pro and then there's one for coaches where you'll release your own successful business or you might have already launched your own business and you just want to um, upgrade it so follow that challenge and no doubt you'll get some better results 
Click the link in the show notes and I'll see you guys tonight for the episode with Mike Crichton at 8.30 p.m. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible and just for $5 a week you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.